Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Wednesday, September 16th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, the streak is at seven. This is the opposite of uh, of 2017 here, I think. Uh, the, the Indians are, are in the midst of the pretty much the worst stretch that they've played since 2015. Uh, how far back is it since they've lost seven, seven games in a row? It's, it's 2013 since uh, Tito's wow. first year since they lost seven, seven in a row. So, uh, yeah, this is <laughs> – I mean, I know – you know, like still the percentage is what ninety eight something that they're going to make the postseason. But you know, you, hey, you got to win a couple of these games if you want to get in. Right. And last night, of course, uh, you know they 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 weren't intimidated by you, Darvish. They they were effective offensively against the the Cubs and you, Darvish. Uh, they put runs on the board. The offense, you know, looked like it's starting to come around a little bit. Uh, Carlos Carrasco pitched well, and yet they still found a way to lose that game. Uh, they found several ways to lose that game, which is is the frustrating part. Uh, the bullpen again uh, can't lock it down. Um, James Karinchak came in, gave up a run on a sacrifice fly. Uh, Nick Wickren had his issues uh, hitting a couple of batters uh, at the end of the game. He had the the walk off hit by pitch, which is a a rarity, especially a back to back walk off or a back to back hit by pitch uh, that ends in a walk off for the Cubs. Uh, just the bullpen now, it, it seems like when the starters and the offense are going good, the bullpen's not going well. When the bullpen and the starters are going well, the offense isn't going well. The Indians can't seem to get all three pieces to play at once. Yeah, that's a, it's a bad recipe, Joe. And uh, for so much, for, you know, the majority of this 60-game uh, sprint, you know, they had uh, pitching, they had, you know, with the rotation and the bullpen and good defense and no hitting. Now they've got some hitting and all three other uh, facets are kind of wavering a little bit. And I just think, uh, you know, I think, you know, just, I, I don't know if it's just baseball or you just, you know, you play good defense, you pitch well out of the pen, you have good rot- uh, good rotation for so long and you pitch under that kind of uh, pressure where, you know, if you make one mistake, it costs you a game. Eventually that catches up to you. And, you know, it start, the foundation starts to crack now. But, so they've got 12 games left. You know, they finish up with the Cubs tonight. They got four in, in Detroit. Then they return home with uh, Chicago and uh, 
and the uh, Pirates, if their magic number is nine, and uh, they've got to get on the stick, you know, if they're going to make right. the postseason. Well, earlier in the year, a trip into Detroit sort of cured whatever was ailing them. They got their offense going, and, and they got a little hot there. Uh, so maybe a four-game set in Detroit can do the same thing. But it doesn't matter uh, if they go into Detroit, how bad Detroit plays or how good Cleveland plays. If, if they keep making the, the little mistakes like they've been making, just like you said, one, one little mistake cost them a game uh, here and there. Uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily the, the long ball, although Javi Baez hit about a 450-foot bomb off of Carlos Carrasco. It was a, a majestic home run. Uh, but what's happened to the, to the Indians' defense lately? Just, you know, this is an, an infield full of guys who, who could be, uh, you know, gold glove potential infielders. Uh, Outfield-wise, you got Delano DeShields because he's a, a glove-first kind of defender. What – what do you make of all the struggles that they've had defensively this year? Yeah, I, I DeShields is a confusing player to me, uh, Joe. I mean, this guy offensively had three hits last night. Uh, defensively in center field, he had two balls hit over his head in center field. And then, you know, in the, uh, in the eighth inning, he kind of uh, nonchalanced the uh, uh, Sandy Leone's um, wild throw in the second base, into the center field on – a stolen base attempt or a stolen base by Javi Lopez. And, uh, and Lopez just scores all the way from first base like he was in Little League. And, and you know, A, DeShields kind of gets to the ball, taking his time getting to the ball. And B, he, he makes it like a 20-foot a 20 relay throw to, to Mike Freeman. I mean, if you're a big league outfielder, can't you make that's, – that's, that's a throw to home, isn't it? You, right, don't, have to, yeah. you don't need a relay relay man that, that's a throw to the center of the diamond at least you, you don't you don't need to throw it the the 10 foot throw didn't make any sense that to me and mike freeman you know gave a valiant effort to to try and throw him out but uh by then Baez already had the plate there was there was no way you were yeah. going to get him and so, I, you know joe i think i think there's something wrong with his arm you know or maybe his shoulder because this is the second time he's done that he did it with Lindor too earlier earlier in the year, and I think it you know after he ran into the wall in Kansas City, maybe he hurt his shoulder, maybe or maybe he just can't throw. Maybe he's Coco Crisp uh, incarnate, you know. Well, why why are your middle infielders having to make every throw home for you if you're an out if you're a center fielder, you should be able to make that throw in the big leagues. So uh, again, and we'll we're going to get into uh, you know the return for some of our starting pitching, some of the Indian starting pitching. Uh, including uh, Kluber and uh, Clevenger. We'll, we'll talk about that a little later because we posed a question to our, our subtexters. But right now, uh, the reasons you got Delano DeShields don't seem to be playing out. He made a, a beautiful bunt. He laid down a perfect bunt for a base hit uh, to sort of spark the offense and get things going uh, in, what was it, the second or third inning. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, you know, all of that is sort of taken away if – if you can't prevent runs as your first job out there, then you got no business being out there. I, I think I would be surprised if we don't see Oscar Mercado uh, playing in center uh, tonight. But, you know, stranger things have happened. Yeah, and if he is hurt, you know, defense Mercado, put him in, in the eighth inning. So that's, that kind of stuff isn't happening. I, it's just uh, bizarre to me. I mean, right. you know, this is a guy, you know, usually you put the, the guys that – you know, drive in two and let in three. Those are your corner outfielders, not your center out. <laughs> well, not your he, center fielder. 
You, you did have Josh Naylor. Uh, yeah. Yip, well, yip where was throw Naylor throwing that? What was Naylor <laughs> that was, doing? That thing, that thing hit the brick backstop so hard <laughs> that it popped up, and the the there was a, a side camera angle where you saw uh, Carrasco and uh, uh, Perez. They were looking up at the ball as it went, you know, up off the backstop and just hung there in the air. And you're thinking, what the hell is going on here? So yeah, uh, just. Overall, why didn't he just catch it? He could have just caught that ball, couldn't he? Have? Who? I mean, uh, uh, Naylor. It looked like you know he kind of checked. Yeah, out he uh, and played I don't it on the bounce, and he was going to throw half out at the plate, and he airmails the thing. I, I, I still don't know what what that was all about. Yeah, it just uh, not good all around uh, in, in a lot of facets of the game last night. But you wipe it off, and you you go back out there, like Frankie said, you have to turn the page. Uh, you got John Lester again. So pretty much all you got to do is pencil John Lester into the starting rotation uh, against the Indians, and it's a uh, it, it's an automatic loss, I guess. Uh, the Indians never play well against this guy. No, you know what we, you and me know what John Lester is going to do before right now. He's going to throw six innings. He's going to give up five hits. He's going to give up two runs. Strike out four guys. Walk one guy, and he's going to win five to two. You know, it's 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 going to end like that. They never hit this guy. No. And he's not going to throw over to first base, no matter how many guys are on first. He <laughs> and will he'll never, never throw, throw a strike. Over. It's everything is off the plate. Oh, and these guys will just chase. Yep, and that's it. And that if you chase on this guy, and who's behind the plate tonight? Uh, was it? Uh, it's it uh, it'll be uh, Chad Whitson. Oh man, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they've got these. The Indians have had this these four umpires. It For seems the like last all week year. and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, no, they had Ed Hickox's crew That's for, right. for the first half of the year. It seems like they've had – and uh, I believe James Hoy is on this crew, and James yeah. Hoy is a local guy. So, uh, But they won't, they won't get to him until Detroit. I think he's behind the plate in Detroit. So, uh, yeah, just very strange to, to see the same umpires every, in, in rotation every time. And, and now you're going to get uh, uh, John Lester against uh, – if if he gets pitches off out of the strike zone, it's going to be a a long night for for Indians hitters. They're because they will chase, and I don't know. That's, yeah. You've got Savali so going for the Tribe. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel sorry for Aaron. Every game is like the same for him. He throws six innings, he gives up you know three to five runs, and he and he doesn't win. He gets a no decision or a loss. But he pitches pretty good. He keeps the team in the game. But uh, I don't know. They're, they're yeah, in... you, Savali usually runs into like one one inning or one stretch in an inning where he'll give up a few hits and give up a few base runners, but then lock it back in for the next three innings and he's fine. Uh, but by then the damage is done and the offense doesn't have enough firepower to, to, to come back and, and overcome that. So, all right. Well, we asked our uh, subtexters here. Uh, sort of our question of the day, uh, what they thought of the, or what they think of the uh, Mike Clevenger trade in retrospect now after a couple of weeks. Clevenger uh, is, I believe, 2-0 and for the Padres. 2-0 uh, and three starts, yeah. 2-0 and three starts. Uh, he actually pitched really well in his first start. He just didn't get the win. Right. Um, and he pitched a, a seven-inning uh, two-hit shutout the other day. So... Uh, you know, it looks like he's feeling better. He's in a good place. He's he's doing well for himself. Uh, 
haven't heard anything about Greg Allen. I'm sure he's at uh, San Diego's alternate site uh, at, probably at the moment. But you're talking about, um, you know, the return that the Indians have gotten so far and, and how it's paid off. Uh, Cal Quantrill, uh, I like him as a, as a nice piece in the bullpen, but I, you, we really haven't seen much out of him so far. Uh, Austin Hedges, I don't think, is going to get the kind of playing time that, that he needs to – to sort of prove anything, and we kind of already know what he's got. Uh, Josh Naylor being the, the big sort of X factor in this at the major league level uh, as, as a return for Clevenger. Uh, you know, he's, he's hit the ball. He's, he's put the ball in play a little bit, but I just don't see him as the big bat the Indians needed in that trade. Uh, here's what some of the responses were um, from subtexters. Uh, bad deal. It was definitely a salary dump. Uh, and that's we're going to see that repeated over and over again as a theme among our, our responders here. Definitely a salary dump. Not cool at all for us fans who support them. Uh, I think it's a this guy says, I think it's a good deal, but it won't show until sometime next season or even more so in 22 and 23. And here's one that says it's too early to tell, but Clev is injury prone and has too many moving parts. that's bound to catch up to him. I don't think it was just about salary. So there's a, a variety of responses there. What do you think of that for those first couple of takes, Wednesday? Yeah, I, you know, I, I was anticipating those kind of responses. Uh, I think uh, the part, uh, the one, uh, the one uh, subtexter, you know, that commented on uh, Clevenger's delivery, you know, probably that, you know, I think that that has some, that carries some weight. We've seen him get hurt, you know, he's coming off knee surgery in February, he was hurt last year. It is kind of a violent, unusual delivery, uh, and he and he's a max effort guy. He's not uh, he's not one of those smooth kind of right-handers or lefties. He's every he's putting everything into it. So you wonder, you know, just how much his body will hold up. But right now he's doing well, and I, you know, I and I I agree with the, the subtextures. I think it was a salary dump to to a degree, and you know, was it. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't take money back and they were kind of, you know, took a chance. They, they wanted to improve for the future. And I think that's where most of this, the return is going to surface uh, for, for the Indians. But, you know, these are all young guys. So those three prospects they got, who knows, Joe, like we're three, four years down the road and, and uh, Naylor, uh, uh, Quantrell and, um, and Hedges. Hedges uh, you know, just we haven't seen a whole lot of them, but you know, I'd say one thing for Hedges. I mean, if if Perez is hurt, you know, Sandy Leone is. We've seen Sandy Leone a lot. Let this kid, let this kid catch. You know, I, I, you know, because I mean, what do you got to lose? They're all kind of cookie cutter, cookie cutter of catchers. They're no, none of them hit, and they're all kind of good defensive players. Right. Yeah, you might want to just let Hedges try to start developing some sort of rapport or feel with uh, the the top starters there. If if he's going to be, uh, you know, given a chance maybe later on, if if he has to catch a playoff game, man, you you definitely want him having worked with them before. So, we'll yeah, see. that's a good point. Uh, this more more from the subtexters. Uh, trying to be patient, but it isn't easy. Same old story. Tra- trade away players because we can't pay them. Long-time Cleveland fans are suffering once again. Uh, here's another one. Given that three players are for the future, I can be patient, 
but I think it was a salary dump as well, not an either-or situation. Hedges is what he we thought he is. Naylor and Quantrill uh, have disappointed. Uh, so that's from a, a guy in the 440 area code who's, who, uh, you know, like we, we didn't even mention the, the three prospects that they – uh, they got in the trade. Those guys are, you know, at least two years away each. So, um, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe that changes the way the uh, the trade yeah, looks. Yeah, you know, I think that's where, you know, that's where most of the return will be for the Indians. I mean, unless Naylor, you know, we see him, you know, hopefully he comes back next year and he can play 140 games and we see a little something out of him. But right now, what last night with his double was his first extra base hit since the deal. Right. Uh, it was a bad deal almost three weeks ago, and it will continue to be for the foreseeable future. The outfield situation is just as unsettled now and, and for 2021. I think in the weeks it, I, I think in the weeks since we've seen the tribe doesn't have the starting pitching depth many boasted about. Savali has looked okay, not great for a while. Plesak and McKenzie are streaky. I would disagree with that. I would say yeah. Savali's looked really good, and Plesak hasn't looked streaky at all. Uh, Carrasco has been up and down. Uh, he's mostly been up lately. Uh, do these guys give you a ton of confidence as it stands as a number two right now? Call it a salary dump, call it a COVID rules dump, but for 2020 and probably 2021, this trade stinks. That's from Mark in Norwalk. So I would agree. I, I would, um, agree. It's probably a, a bit of both, but I disagree with his evaluation of the, uh, the, the rest of the, Indian starting rotation there. I think they're doing pretty well. Yeah, and I think, you know, you got to take into consideration these guys go out to the mound every night knowing that they're probably going to be lucky if the, if the offense, the guys behind them, score three runs. All right. Hank in South Carolina says, I think they wanted to get rid of Clevenger because of the financial consideration, and they, they got the best deal they could. I would rather have Clevenger back, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Another response here, uh, why can't it be both a salary dump and, uh, you know, uh, a, a, because of the rules violations? Uh, not, not a salary dump, but can't afford next year due to his, his years and lack of income. Prospects never hurt the bottom line too much. Will Bobby Bradley finally be ready next year? I don't know how Bobby Bradley factors into Mike Clevenger, but uh, think about it. the Indians have a ton of guys sitting down at that alternate site who are sort of, they have to make decisions on in the very immediate future. Bobby Bradley, Jake Bowers, and Bradley Zimmer are all guys sitting there waiting for their chance at, at the alternate site. And I don't see them, any of them getting a real shot anytime soon, but definitely in 2021, the Indians have to decide what they have in these guys. Yeah, you know, is what what are they going to do with Bradley? I mean, you know, common sense tells you Santana's not coming back next year. You know, right. I, I, they're not going to pick. I mean, at least not at what that twenty million dollar seventeen point five, yeah, seventeen point five, whatever it is, yeah. And uh, you know, and and Bowers, I mean, is he a better first baseman than Bradley? I, I don't know. I mean. Obviously, he's got more power. I mean, Bradley's got more power, but but we haven't seen it at but the big league level. They're both either. they're both left-handed hitters, and yeah, I think Jake Bowers is a better defensive first baseman than than Bobby Bradley. But you know, if 
if you're going to give if you're going to give a guy who's going to strike out 120 times in a season, if you're going to give him a shot, I'm picking Bradley over Jake Bowers right now. Yeah, I mean he, he's, he's going to hit. He's that. he's got the power. He's going to hit the ball 450 feet. Yeah, and he but you then you've got two of those guys with with Reyes and you know maybe who knows I don't know. You, do you have two of those guys in the same lineup? I get yeah. that's a lot of strikeouts in one lineup, Lindsay. Yeah, <laughs> that is a lot. Yeah. All right. Uh, last one from our subtexters on the Clevenger trade. Uh, this one from Bill and Peoria. I think it was mainly a combination of a salary dump and punishment for Clevenger for his misdeeds during and after his night out with Plesac in Chicago. The future potential of the prospects was probably also a factor but less so than getting rid of Clevenger in this timing. Hopefully young players will prove to be worth the price paid. As a longtime Loyal Tribe fan, I'm thoroughly tired of just about every transaction being mainly about money. Clevenger would have been a steal for next season under his current contract. And that's the thing. If the Indians as an organization, and, and we, we understand the, the COVID situation has, has reduced everyone's ability to pay and, and, and all that, but the Indians in particular who have been crying poor for so many years, uh, Clevenger wouldn't have been making, you know, $20 million in his last year of arbitration. He would have been an affordable piece for one more year and they could have gotten another year out of him. Oh yeah. I mean, Joe, where do you, where, where do you find a, a an established frontline uh, starter for what he would have made maybe seven to $8 million. That would have been a, next year. such a steal. I mean that. I mean, that's. I mean, and you created that. You created this guy. You, you know, you you traded for him. He was like a, you know, he was he was an injured player when you traded for him. You redid his mechanics. You you gave him confidence. You gave him a shot. He established himself. You know, he he, he wasn't making a whole lot of money, and he was right in your price range. And and now you still can't afford him. You know, that's right. that's the maddening thing. That's that's the thing. And you trade this guy with what? Two years of controls, two, two and a half years of control, right? Yep. Yep. So, you know, that's, that's so a tough that, thing to do. Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. All right. We're about out of time here on uh, today's show. We've got uh, the Cubs and Indians tonight uh, and then on to Detroit for the weekend. Uh, Hoinsey, we'll check back in again tomorrow on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast, and, and hopefully we'll be talking about a win. All right, Joe. Take care, buddy. 